Hello and welcome to the Heart of the Piano podcast, where we are, as always, exploring the world of piano. I'm very sorry that um, I've been away for some time. Uh, I think a lot of this is that when the uh, coronavirus came along um, back in was it in March, uh, I basically used this as a giant opportunity to just really get down and do a lot of piano work, and uh, and also I've been working on a book um, which has sort of really been looking in in much much more detail at some of the stuff that, that I was starting to look at on the podcast. Um, I'm a bit embarrassed now actually at the um, you know some of the stuff that I have been talking about on the podcast because it's so so much more developed now in in the stuff that I've been doing with the book. So for example, in the book are now things. Um, uh, so it's basically performance psychology, and it's the psychology of how to learn how to be a natural musician, how how to play musically in a very natural way. Um, the the mysteries of being a, a natural musician. And how to perform and play without anxiety and without fear, you know, uh, all that kind of stuff. Bringing in now such things as um, um, not only um, things like mindfulness, and um, which I was looking at before, but now polyvagal theory and all, all kinds of more kind of interesting stuff to do with that. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Anyway, today, today we're here to look at the new ABRSM and the new Trinity piano um, syllabi. Syllabi is a bit of a pretentious word. Uh, syllabuses, uh, the, the new the new syllabus of Trinity and ABRSM. Um, so basically, um, I, 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 this came about because I have very strong feelings about the new ABRSM syllabus. Very much not, <laughs> not positive, I, I've got to say. So... Um, to try and sort of give you a little bit of a, a narrative, a little bit of a story uh, about what's happened with with my feelings about the new ABRSM exams, I decided that this year, like a load of other people, um, uh, because I think there were a lot of us um, with the you know in the post coronavirus world who were suddenly finding ourselves with time with a lot of online students, and I think a lot of us thought, hey. Here's the new ABRSM syllabus. Let's put it, let, let's record it. Let's record ourselves playing all the new pieces and stick it all on YouTube. And, and I thought, yeah, I'm absolutely going to do this. So I ordered, um, all of the, um, all of the new books, uh, was really excited, um, got them, you know, like the day they were all launched and, um, immediately set about sort of, um, putting them up on YouTube. And immediately started having very strong opinions about this. Uh, now, before I get into that, um, just as a little bit of kind of self-promotion, uh, I do have a, a YouTube channel, um, uh, Heart of the Piano, and I've put a lot of care into beautiful, um, if any of you know, like the Synthesia style of, of piano YouTube videos, uh, my teenage students love these things. Uh, it's like a, a sort of piano roll that comes down from above. And when it reaches the, the it's sort of like a top down view uh, of your hands playing the piano, except that above the keys, you have um, sort of graphics that, that come down like a piano roll. And when they hit the keys, they make all these colourful explosions and graphics. And, you know, my teenage students love this. And, um, and I put so much care and craft into this and really sort of putting very... Um, very good, in my opinion, interpretations up there. And uh, I guess because I'm I'm new to really putting a lot of stuff up on YouTube, it's a little bit frustrating because there are some truly atrocious versions up there getting thousands and thousands of views. So, you know, if you're interested, um, 
do take a look because so far I've done um, all of the all of the pieces in the Grade A ABRSM book. They're all up there on my uh, uh, YouTube channel. And also they almost all have tutorials and the tutorials are between 30 minutes to 40 minutes long on every single one. And with, um, and, and I'm putting more of the Trinity ones up. Now I sort of put a couple of the grade seven ones up and then sort of lost heart because not that many people are looking at them. But if maybe as a result of this podcast, more people start looking at them, I will put more up and, you know, do contact me if there's any that you'd particularly like me to put up anyway. So Let's get down to business. Here's, here's the reviews of ABRSM and, and Trinity. So firstly, my focus generally, I do tend to teach um, more of the, the higher level people. So so grade eight is a, a, you know, a big interest, grade seven, grade eight, grade five upwards. Um, I teach uh, sort of various diploma level people. Uh, I do teach um, beginners as well, but but I, I sort of um, do focus a lot on, on the higher grades. So instantly, my interest is grade eight. And um, yeah, where are all the pieces? Suddenly, there's, there's only nine pieces in the, in the grade eight, whereas traditionally, uh, ABRSM have included more pieces. Uh, so that's disappointing. I didn't see this covered in other reviews um, of the uh, of, of this new ABRSM, but in my opinion, the engraving is noticeably bad. Um, and by engraving, what I mean is things like um, so. For example, you know, I do my own arrangements. Um, uh, if you if you look at my YouTube channel, and in fact, uh, at, at the beginning of this um, podcast. There is like one of my uh, jazz arrangements of Rachmaninoff. So when I go onto Sibelius and I um, make my arrangements, which then I sell, I put quite a lot of care into how the notes are spaced, what they look like, whether what the ties look like, you know, just basically the layout, because I want this to be easy to read. And what I'm noticing very, very particularly in this year's ABRSM is that a lot of the engraving is just um, either lazy or, or, or just not really um, thoughtful. So rhythms in particular, um, some of the rhythms are just very, very badly laid out. And I'll, I'll put examples of this in the show notes. I'll, you know, take a few photos and put examples in the show notes. So, you know, as always, um, uh, do look in the uh, the show notes for all the various things that I'm talking about. So um, there are some instances uh, where there's sort of little counterpoints and the rhythms are so badly wrong that it's almost impossible to sight read them and looking at them is really confusing until you you sort of work out what's going on. It's, it's very badly done. So it's basically, you know, spacing of rhythms and, and all this kind of stuff. Um, another thing that I noticed immediately is that it seems to me, in my opinion, that the technical demands have gone down. Uh, I got the impression that everything is sort of being dumbed down a little bit technically. But yet, on the other hand, many of the pieces being chosen are crazily, crazily ambitious in terms of interpretation, in, in terms of expecting your typical grade 8 student to to have that level of maturity required for, for interpreting those pieces. So, for example, the, the Chopin piece that's, uh, that's in the alternate list is, I think, it, you know, technically might not be that easy, but it takes 
so much um, maturity to interpret, and particularly with the Brahms, the Brahms that's included in the in the list B for grade eight in ABRSM. I just think it's it's not a great choice because it's so so challenging to interpret. So so in a nutshell, too easy technically, way too ambitious and difficult musically. There is a uh, they've basically now changed the the famous list A, list B, list C. So it used to be that list A was something baroque, list B was classical, and then list C was you know romantic onwards. And now that's all been changed so that list A is baroque and classical, list B is just something very emotive, something where you use rubato and and something with a lot of singing tone. And then list C is just sort of everything else, really, um, to, to give you a bit more variety. In my opinion, this is not a good thing. So I think just to sort of take this to a little bit of a controversial place, because I was having a little bit of a heated argument with, with someone on Facebook. Uh, there, there are Facebook groups dedicated to um, to teachers and professional musicians and this kind of thing. And, and really, I, I keep... I keep promising myself that I'm going to stop commenting on the, on those things because people get very heated and very angry and you get very unpleasant discussions and, <laughs> and I get way too um, involved in them. And then I just keep getting drawn into these things. But um, basically, you know, there, there was a bit of an argument because for me and I think for a lot of people, ABRSM, are, they are a famous very established, very establishment board to have your exams with because really they, for for me and for many people, they test a core set of classical skills and and they're like a benchmark. They're they're a benchmark of of serious ability, of, of, of attainment. So when you take grade eight piano, ABRSM, traditionally, it's, it's seen as a little bit of a milestone. You know, you've, you've got to be reasonably good with your sight reading, your scales, um, your oral. You, you need to be able to play um, a movement from a, a classical sonata, maybe a prelude and fugue, something fugal. And, um, and, and, you know, ABRSM, a lot of people go with them because they are sort of like a, a tick that yes, you have reached a minimum level to be taken seriously. And if you want to be a serious musician, you want to go to music college, you want to say, I've got my grade eight, my grade eight is ABRSM. People go, ah, yes, you're a, ser- you're, you're a serious pianist now. You, you know what you're doing. Now, whether or not this is fair, other boards such as Trinity have been seen as the easier option and, you know, we'll, we'll look at, at uh, the reasons for this uh, in a bit. But I think that this is changing now. And I think that now is the time for people who went to ABRSM um, to have that serious kudos of basically being recognized to have the serious skills. Me to start thinking about moving to Trinity for all kinds of reasons. But, you know, anyway, so... So to, to carry on, I think that these, these new list A, list B, list C, it's not quite as rigorous. It's not testing the, the usual kind of rigorous classical core skills of Baroque and classical. 
And I think that my impression is that there is just a general dumbing down that ABRSM are sort of intending to basically make more money. Um, and this, this just seems to be a very strong feeling that, that underlies everything that they're doing, which is not so much about the core values of what they're providing to teachers and the, the students, but really about how they're just going to make the most money. Uh, it all, it's just a very, very strong impression. So um, something else as well uh, uh, that's uh, being mentioned is that the scales have been revised as well. Um, so the, the there are scales that are coming out of um, of the requirements, and um, the way that ABRSM sort of try and encourage most of their students to um, to do scales is to buy a separate book per grade. So you do grade one, you buy a grade one scale book, you do grade two, you buy a grade two scale book, and the grade two scale book only has the extra scales that you need after the ones that you learned from grade one. So basically grade one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, have a, they all have different scales and it's the new scales that you need for that grade. And, you know, it's been pointed out by some reviewers that, that some of these books are, are tiny now because <laughs> some scales have been uh, taken out. So some of them are just ludicrously small. And the, the cost of these books aren't being changed. So, for, for example, the, the grade eight book, which is now much, much smaller, I think it's, it's almost now down to half the size that it was from the year before. And it's the same price. Something else as well that, that ABRSM have, have usually done is they, they charge extra for a teaching book. And this teaching book, it's a little booklet and it has notes on all of the pieces um, in all of the grades. And this year is the first year that they're not including comments about the, the extra pieces um, that aren't in the core books. And again, you know, same price, and it's it's about half the, the amount of pages now. Um, it all just starts to feel like a little bit of a cynical way of, of cutting corners and money where, wherever possible. And um, and then there's this there's been this whole grade five theory debacle, <laughs> and so um, yeah, this this sort of came about because um, uh, ABRSM have been saying very very vehemently and very strongly that they had a load of changes in the pipeline, which had nothing to do with coronavirus, about moving things online to be purely online, and apparently grade five theory was one of these things that that they're saying. They wanted to move to be purely online and to not do in person anymore. And, um, and so basically the new grade five theory exam, it's multiple choice um, without any need to write down um, music on manuscript paper. Uh, this is already a little bit of a cause of concern for a lot of teachers. But then it, it seemed to be monumentally mismanaged because um, they were using a company in America to administer these online exams. And it was very obvious before they carried them out that anyone who looked into um, uh, this company, uh, which had various reviews, is that they were they're terrible, very bad reputation. Uh, anyone with any experience with them just basically was saying, oh my God, these guys are terrible. And then ABRSM had a... Uh, what would you call it? Something like a conference. Uh, EPTA, like a, a teacher's association, had an online 
forum where representatives from ABRSM um, were basically answering questions about this upcoming grade five online grade five theory exam. And it just sort of it, it left people with a, a bit of a sour taste that it's it, and, I, and I watched this and, and to me it seemed like and since it seemed like um, the people at ABRSM that they're, they're acting like politicians um, with things that they are just saying over and over and over. And it's like they're determined to really not take on board what people are saying, but to come up with sound bites and, and PR that sound like they're listening, but, but where they're actually just going to do whatever they want, regardless of whatever people say. It, it really has that kind of flavour. So then the, the grade five, the online grade five theory exams happened and it was just as bad, if not worse, as everyone was saying it was going to be. It was just uh, awful. It was, everyone could see this coming from a mile away. It, it was dealt with in the sort of way that um, politicians and big corporations deal with things in, in sort of words dressed up in the way that po- politicians would use it. This is my opinion, you know. Um, uh, also, <laughs> you know, there were other little things as well, like on, on some of the um, Facebook uh, groups that I was talking about for, pro- uh, for professional uh, piano teachers. I remember like, uh, and this is just one example, this is just one example of this kind of thing, when everyone was just in hordes saying, this has been a disaster. One woman came on and said, my daughter uh, took the grade five theory exam and she had a splendid time and everything went absolutely fine. And then someone else said, hang on a minute, you work for ABRSM. <laughs> don't, don't you think that that's, that's a little bit unethical for you to just put that comment in and not make that clear? So there, there's a lot of PR going on. There's, there's a lot of sort of, um, um, there's a lot of politics going on. And, you know, I think that the cynical people are just thinking that, that obviously it's a lot cheaper and easier to move the exams online. There's less overheads, there's less administration, uh, that they're, they're plainly using one of the, the cheaper companies to administer all of this stuff because they just have such a bad reputation. Anyway, I'm, I'm getting bogged down in, in a lot of this stuff, but, but, you know, at the end of the day, this is all just adding up to a picture of, ABRSM losing what I see as delivering core values and turning into a corporate business where making money is becoming more important than, than delivering their values. So something else that, that, you know, I was arguing about recently, they've brought out this new performance exam, and this has sort of literally just come out in the, in the last few weeks. And, uh, and again, they're, they're saying over and over that this was something that they were going to do anyway regardless of coronavirus. And so what this is, it's, it's, a, it's a new online-only exam where there is no scales, no oral tests, no sight reading. And instead of those things, you do a fourth piece of your own choice, um, which is still at the same grade level. And um, I think, you know, I mean, that, that's an interesting thing to do, but somewhat alarmingly, in my opinion, my, my very personal opinion, is that ABRSM are very, very clear on their website that they intend this performance exam to be of equal prestige and value 
as what they call their practical exam. And the practical exam is, you know, the exam that they've that we've done all this time. We just had the the sight reading and the the scales and the oral tests. So what they're saying is that um, instead of instead of all those things, having a fourth piece and and sort of having an extra sort of, I think it's a twenty percent of the exam is now a sort of something which we could very loosely call stagecraft or or performance. Uh, you know, it's just all the extra things about you know how how convincingly are you communicating musically and um, how good a performer are you? And to me and to many people. How can this be equivalent? And so, to, to my mind, if someone now says, I've got grade eight piano, and they've taken the performance exam, this is in no way equal to the ability of someone who has done the oral sight reading scales and, and all of that stuff. Now, I did get in what sort of seemed to be slightly bitter argument with people being very, very... Um, with people having a, a very, very strong opinion that, okay, not everyone wants to be a serious uh, pianist or a serious musician. Uh, there's plenty of people who want to play for fun. And that this new performance exam is going to be a lot less intimidating and a lot more accessible um, for people who are playing for fun and who don't want to do all the sight reading and, and scales and oral tests. And yes, yes, I, I completely understand that. And that's why, um, traditionally, I would have um, sent those students to do an LCM or, or a Trinity um, exam, which, is, which was performance only. Um, but I, I, I think it's sort of massively weakening and undermining the ABRSM brand and everything that they stand for, that people can now do this performance thing online and have something which is apparently exactly the same value even and for people in in the uh, in the UK that you can get points that help you get into university they're called UCAS points and you you use them in your university application so for example grade 8 distinction gets you 30 UCAS points and you can now get those exact same points by getting distinction in your grade 8 performance exam now when you put this together with the fact that, in my opinion, the new batch of grade eight pieces have all, have been dumbed down technically, it seems to me that it's never been easier by a thousand miles. It's never been easier to get a um, an ABRSM grade eight, and so you know that there, <laughs> there's uh, some students who I've sort of been suggesting uh, that these are the kinds of students that. Um, they're quite lazy. They're musical, but they're lazy. And, and normally they'd be nowhere near grade eight. But I'm thinking, actually, you could almost quite easily pass grade eight now. You just need to do these easiest pieces from the um, the ABRSM grade eight. So, for example, this evening, I just recorded a tutorial to put on YouTube of the um, the alternative list B, uh, Rachmaninoff. It's it's one of the Momo Musico. It's number five, uh, Rachmaninoff. And, um, and it's so easy. I mean, obviously, you can play it in a way that's that's incredibly deep and advanced. So, but but you know, in terms of the technical demands and in terms of being able to pass grade eight, it's very easy. Especially when you compare it with the elegy that was in um, last year's book. And you know, if you choose the right pieces, it's 
very, very easy now to pass grade eight in a way that would never have been this easy before. And um, this is very concerning to me and makes me immediately want to move all my students somewhere else. So, um, yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot more that, that I'm going to say, I think, on, on various other little bits and bobs. But, but let's look at Trinity because um, uh, I then looked at all of the, the new Trinity syllabus because this has come out at almost exactly the same time as ABRSM. Um, so ABRSM have just come out with their new uh, 2021 to 2022 syllabus. And then Trinity has just come out just like weeks afterwards with their 2021 to 2023 syllabus. So immediately we can see already that Trinity gives you an extra year with that. So already... ABRSM have they've got less pieces in their grade eight book and Trinity have now bumped up how many pieces they have in every grade eight book and it's uh, you know it's uh, now I think 12 in every single grade book up from nine and it's a really good selection so every single and you've got two sets of options of books uh, that you can buy with Trinity so you've got like uh, your your standard books that you can buy, uh, which have the uh, the now the twelve pieces, or you can pay just a little bit more money, and you have an extended range, which give you an extra that you get an ebook with an extra nine pieces uh, from uh, the years before, which you can also do in in these new years uh, in twenty twenty one to twenty twenty three. Uh, but also the books include all of the scales and technical exercises, uh, which is incredibly generous if you don't already have all of those, as opposed to ABRSM, who are very, very strongly uh, pushing everyone to buy a scale book per grade, which I think is kind of greedy. So even if you don't buy these extended books um, the, for Trinity and you want to have all of the Trinity scales, they sell books that cover all of the scales in one book that's grades one to five and then another book that's grades six to eight. That's so much more sensible. It's just, it, it's just less greedy, uh, in, in my opinion. So, yeah, I mean, I, through, in, in all of the, the, uh, the, the grade one through to grade eight, and actually ABRSM have brought out a new, introductory grade as well I think to sort of match what Trinity and and LCM are are doing as well so I think that these pieces they're a lot of them are not easy to love um, I think for a lot of students and maybe this is because ABRSM have just been going for so long that maybe it gets a bit challenging to keep coming up with fresh choices and stuff but but certainly the, the Trinity selection throughout all of their grade books is just absolutely superb. And, um, and, you know, and, and, you know, I have taken time to, to sight read all of the pieces in every single grade for ABRSM and the same with Trinity. Uh, and also, you know, I am um, looking at uh, not only teaching grade eight, but, you know, teaching um, several of the other grades as well. And the choices in Trinity are just so far superior to the ABRSM for, for many reasons. I think they're more fun, they're more accessible, but not only are they more fun and accessible, but in many ways they're also more pedagogically sound. 
So they, um, you know, for, for example, in grade eight, you actually do have a Bach prelude and fugue. Um, you've got really nice pieces that test you technically. I, so yesterday I recorded a, a performance of a, 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 the journey piece, uh, which is really, really excellent and very, it's, it's technically quite tricky and, and got a lot of very interesting technical stuff that, that, that I would be really happy to give to my students. But, um, but at the same time, it's not being too ambitious in terms of interpretation, which I think that, that this new batch of ABRSM is just far too, far too ambitious musically. So yeah, basically, I, I like the level of um, how technically challenging a lot of the Trinity stuff is, but that it's not overly ambitious to interpret, which it shouldn't be at that level. That's what the higher diploma levels are there for. I really actually like the um, the way that Trinity organized their technical exercises. They're sort of, instead of um, only having scales and stuff, they, they give you a, a selection of sort of pedagogical exercises, which, which I really like. Uh, you get to choose sort of um, different things to, to give little short examples that, that you can do certain technical things. Uh, and I also like that they give you the option of in their oral tests and things like the oral tests, um, they give you the option that you can improvise. Um, and I really, really like this. I think improvising is is a really under-appreciated um, and underutilized skill in classical music. And I really like that they encourage this. I like as well that in their oral tests, they don't make people sing. That That's good. It's It's sort of really keeping in touch with what people want. And especially with young teenagers with changing voices, it can be a huge source of stress. Trinity also do have, uh, a, a, they are going to have in the long run, um, written in-person grade five theory tests. And uh, in, in, I, I, I like the engraving. Basically, uh, I would much rather sight read things the way that they've been laid out in the Trinity books than they've been laid out in the ABRSM books. I, I don't know who's been responsible for the engraving in, in this latest batch, but it, it, it just really, I find it difficult to sight read a lot of rhythms um, in the ABRSM stuff. Now, one criticism I do have a little bit of the of the Trinity stuff is that it does look a little bit like somebody is not taking the time to change the basic settings of Sibelius or or whatever software they're using. Um, ABRSM looks like someone knows what they're doing with, with more advanced software. It's just that their engraving choices aren't great. Um, but like sort of like one of the examples is that um, when I'm on Sibelius and I'm creating sheet music, there's little things like um, when you put fingerings on, the default is that the numbers are really tiny and difficult to read. And I recognize that in the Trinity, that the fingerings are tiny. And things like um, the default fonts that are being used, uh, I see this being used in the Trinity. But, you know, nonetheless, having, having said that, I'd far rather read the Trinity stuff. There's another bugbear that, that I have about ABRSM, which, which I do talk about in quite a lot of the reviews where I'm talking about Baroque music. And that's the ridiculous heavy-handed over-editing that they do in in grade six upwards of Baroque music, putting in um, dynamics and um, all kinds of markings that were not 
in the original, um, which really annoys me because it's it's very hard to unsee them once once they're there. And uh, and what Trinity do is the it's their policy that it, it's more like urtext. Um, so grade six upwards, they do their best to basically just put in the markings that was just what the composer put in and everything else is editorial. They, they tell you that they've put it there. I think it's so, so much better that way. Also, for a long time, ABRSM uh, fingerings really annoy me, <laughs> I think. Um, and and I, maybe I'm unique in this. I, I don't hear this from many other people. My impression of ABRSM fingerings is that they're designed to keep your hand in one position. And they're not always that musical. They don't always serve the phrasing. But but ABRSM fingerings are about keeping your hand in box positions. And what's quite interesting about some of the Trinity fingerings is they make your hand move around a lot and and they emphasize better phrasing. So, you know, I I really like that. Um, Something else I like, um, Trinity encourage you to actually submit your own compositions. And not only that, they held a, um, uh, a competition for young composers. And so every single grade has a piece from a competition winner, which means that you've, you get really fresh, exciting pieces in these things. And, uh, and again, today I just recorded the uh, tutorial for the, um, the, this competition winner for the grade eight, which, which is this really beautiful sort of um, contemporary take on the Chopin Nocturne, uh, which sounds almost like a, it could come from a, a Japanese anime soundtrack. It's, it's really lovely. And so, um, you know, I, I just get the feeling that, that Trinity come from a place of, of core values, that, that they're sort of, they care about what they do that there's a reason um, behind uh, what they're doing and it's not just about making money and that they're giving students value for money. And um, so, you know, you do ABRSM, you've got your nine pieces. Those nine pieces are not always that inspired. You very often have to look at the alternative lists for, for pieces that are good. It all gets quite expensive. You've then got to buy the separate scales and and all of that stuff the um, exam pieces only last a couple of years Um, trinity stuff it's just good value for money the the extended uh, edition not only gives you the 12 pieces it gives you the extra nine pieces from the year before if you don't already own those books but more importantly much much more importantly trinity for me now is like way more serious it's 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 a more serious test that that when you're at grade five, grade two, grade one, grade eight, that it's it's a better test of do you have the core skills? Now a lot of just to be fair, just to give a balanced perspective on this, um, a lot of people will argue against this, saying that that exams are not a syllabus, and what they mean by this is just because an exam board might not be giving you scales and technical exercises doesn't mean that you as a teacher shouldn't be giving your students that anyway. And so they're saying, well, it shouldn't matter because teachers should be doing all of this anyway. But then, you know, my argument to that is like, well, why do exams at all? You know, and, and that is a good question. Why do exams? A lot of a lot of people will actually say, well, maybe we shouldn't be doing exams. But, you know, um, I think that certainly with ABRSM, 
one of the really important reasons to do exams is to have basically a recognition that you have reached a certain level in certain core areas, which includes scales and and oral tests and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Another good reason to do exams is just a way to motivate people to learn exams, uh, sorry, to, to learn pieces and then have an opportunity to perform them. And, and I think that's fine. But then you, you don't, that doesn't need to be like the, the, the ABRSM practical exam. You know, I think that ABRSM could have done uh, a performance exam, but just made it very clear that this was for fun and that it didn't have the same value and the same prestige as, as their normal exam. So, you know, I've got quite strong feelings about that. So I think one of the um, reasons why I might have been reluctant to take students to Trinity before at the higher grades would be that ABRSM did have this list A, list B, list C, where you have to give a balanced program. It has to be Baroque. It has to be classical. Um, But now that they've got rid of that, and so some people have pointed out that it's possible to get all the way to... um, either grade five or grade six, I think maybe even grade six, um, without actually having to learn the piece before mid-20th century, which is quite shocking, really. So what Trinity do now is that in the higher grades, they have two, they've got like a list A and a list B, if, if you like. I, I can't remember exactly what they call it, but but you get to choose from two. And, and you must include one from the first list and you must include a piece from the second and so the, the the first list is sort of Baroque and classical generally, but it's full of sort of a lot of technical demands. And then the second list has sort of more musical demands. So it might not be technically as fiddly, um, but, but you need a bit more musical expression in it. Now, they do say per exam that you need to present a balanced programme and so, you know, to most people, a balanced program means means Baroque, classical, romantic, or, you know, something along those lines. And certainly, you know, you need something Baroque. And, you know, you can't just include three late romantic pieces. You know, it's got to be balanced. Now, I think what I find a little bit disconcerting is I can't find anywhere that says that you are penalised um, if you do not have a balanced program. So although it says you must present a balanced program... If there are no marks given or taken away that reflect a balanced program, then it's kind of meaningless asking for that. I did ask someone um, by email, a representative, but I've not had an answer back about that yet. So, you know, I'll put an answer in the show notes um, uh, if and when I hear back about that. So, but, but so, so that would have been one of my strong reasons to not move a student to Trinity, which is uh, basically the lack of an enforcement of a balanced programme. But now that ABRSM have shaken that up, it's possible to have a very unbalanced programme now um, with ABRSM. So I'd be much more inclined to to move people to Trinity. And something else that I like about the Trinity books, um, if you get the the extended uh, edition, uh, you get access to recordings of the pieces. Um, As you do if you you get the, um, the ABRSM uh, edition with the CD. I'll talk about uh, that in a minute. But uh, but ba- yeah, basically, so both exam boards give you the option to listen to um, to versions that, that have been recently recorded 
and I find that the Trinity versions are basically more musical than the ABRSM ones. And I think, again, some of the reason for this is, like I was saying, ABRSM have been wildly, wildly ambitious with the level of musical maturity that, that's needed, especially in the higher grades. And so I think what the official recordings try to do, this is my impression, is they try to give you, they try to give the typical student an idea of how they can play it in a way that's achievable. So, for example, you know, some of the pieces um, in in the grade eight, if you you could play them very, very fast in a way that's probably out of reach of, of most students who've just come up from grade seven. So, so the official recordings try and play them in a way that the typical um, student coming up to that grade level could play. But then... I think that, so for example, you know, if you, if you take something like the, the Brahms Intermezzo at the ABRSM grade eight, the, the official recording is just very, very turgid. It's, it's very plodding because I think, you know, maybe if I'm being generous here, maybe they're thinking that to really give it the, the musical maturity that, that that piece really demands, it's just going to be out of the, the, the league that most people are going to be able to to give it where, when they're at grade eight either that or or the people who are recording it it's just it's just too difficult to prepare at short notice with that level of musical maturity i don't know anyway so um i, I do find in general though that the um the trinity ones just have a little bit more flair and a little bit more musicality whereas my impression with the abrsm ones and, and again, this is just me because a lot of people in the reviews have said they're excellent. Now, m- maybe this is just me, but I think that that these reference recordings, these official recordings that, that you get when you get like the, the extended uh, edition with Trinity or like the, the extra one that comes with the CD with ABRSM, it's like they are recorded in a way that students hear these are the correct notes, these are the correct ornaments, this is the correct speed, this is how you play it. And I think it's a little bit dangerous because it sort of fosters this very unhealthy attitude that there's a correct way to play these things and and that it's to do with playing the correct notes. And so, yeah, it's sort of, this is something that just a little bit bothers me about these these official recordings, as opposed to going... Um, on Spotify or YouTube and really checking out, you know, really superb versions of this. Now, to Trinity's credit, on their website, I noticed that they've actually made Spotify playlists with really, really, you know, all the best versions that, that you can get. Um, and I think that that's really an excellent thing to do, as well as also all of the um, their official versions that, that they've um, prepared when that you have access to when you buy their extended edition. Well, one thing that I, that I was going to talk about in terms of the new performance uh, exam uh, or the, the performance exams by ABRSM, uh, because, you know, like some people on <laughs> on these Facebook groups were really getting very heated that, uh, of course, they're a good thing because they're encouraging people to to develop a whole different skill set, which is a, a being good at performing. I would argue, is that really a different skill set? Aren't you learning that anyway when you do like your traditional practical exam and so like um in abrsm terms practical exam is what they they call like the traditional one with 
with the oral tests and the scales and, you know, all of that stuff. Um, so, you know, going back to this thing that a lot of people say that, that the exams should not be dictating what teachers are teaching. I'm very, very skeptical about the fact that a performance exam really is testing performance skills because really um, what it's testing, because this is online only, that this is permanently online. Their intention, their intention is that this is never going to be done in person, face to face. So what this then really becomes is, uh, I think that most students get this very unhealthy aiming for perfection, where they're just recording over and over and over again, trying to get all the notes as perfect as they can, re- recording again and again in a very stressful way. And and the way that it works is that you've got to record all four pieces in one go without without stopping recording. So um, quite stressful, quite difficult. And I hate recording personally myself. I, I love performing to people because when you're performing, um, even to examiners, but, you know, when you're performing to people, I think that, that there's much less emphasis on everything being perfect and correct and much more about communicating emotions and character to a human being. When you're recording to a device like a mobile phone or a tablet or, or, a, or a laptop or, what, you know, whatever it is, it's much more about creating something that's perfect with all the right notes without mistakes. I think this is psychologically a, a very different skill set. And it's not performing. It's not performing. It's recording. It's, I don't really see this as, as, you know, proper performing. And, you know, like, like, a, like I was saying in this uh, discussion group, I think every teacher owes it to their students doing normal practical exams to teach them stagecraft, to teach them how to perform and to find opportunities for them to perform. And I think that recording to a camera, which then gets examined for an exam, this is not, to me, a way of encouraging good performance skills. This is, this is the opposite of performance. This is um, perfectionist recording. And so this is, you know, one of my strong, strong reservations that I, that I have about this. Anyway, that's been a, a quite a long, massive review. And so, you know, some of you may have strong feelings about this. Uh, do um, get in touch and, uh, you know, do, do leave reviews, do leave comments. Um, if you're listening on, on iTunes, uh, it'd be great if you could leave comments and reviews and all that kind of stuff. Or, you know, do comment on the website or whatever your platform of choice is. You know, the, the more that, that you can um, leave uh, comments and likes and subscriptions in particular, the, the more people um, are going to be able to get to see all this. And that also counts with uh, the YouTube channel. Um, you know, I've put quite a lot of uh, time and care and love um, into uh, providing the performances and tutorials, particularly of the grade eight uh, for ABRSM and Trinity. So, you know, do check it out if you're interested and uh, leave comments and likes and subscriptions. Anyway, so yeah, thank you very much for uh, checking this out. I am hoping to be much more active. There are still a couple of podcasts that are still sort of hovering about from the past that I need to edit and, and get up uh, 
uh, and present to you guys. Um, but basically, watch this space. And thanks very much for tuning in, and I'll see you for the next podcast. Thanks very much. Goodbye.